Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Keep It Awesome. I'm your host, BC Kowalski. Got a really exciting guest, someone I've uh, thought about talking with a while, and uh, it turned out to be really good timing. Before we get into that, I want to tell you guys about our sponsors. Big shout out to Scani's Ale House at Eatery. You know, they have really great beer selection. Their food is always is always on point. It's one of my favorite places and a really good owner, too. You know, I always work with really good owners. So big shout out to Scani's Ale House and Eatery. And we're brought to you by Campbell Haynes Menswear. Guys, up your style game today. Check out Campbell Haynes Menswear right on the corner of Jefferson and Third Street. Uh, and Patrick and Ken are going to treat you right. They're good folks, uh, run a good business. And uh, actually, a lot of people think they're more expensive than the big box stores, but it's actually not true. So go check them out. Campbell Haynes Menswear. And brought to you by Verve Salon. No matter what your hair or skin type, they've got you covered. These are really great folks. I've, I've been a big fan of these guys for a while. And uh, they got all kinds of great products. They got a spa there too in uh, in the Western area. So go check them out. Verve Salon. And uh, so our exciting guest today, uh, we have Wasamama herself, Cheryl Woken. I pronounced that right? Yep, you did. Yeah, cool. I have a habit of like not pronouncing people's names right, so I'm glad I always got it. Now, Cheryl is the founder of Wasa Mama. Why don't you tell folks all about what Wasa Mama is when you started it? Kind of walk us through the Wasa Mama story. Yeah, so I moved to the area with my husband and daughter in 2014. Mm -hmm. um, we originally had moved from the Twin Cities. I'm from Iowa originally. My husband's from Nebraska. So um, to be honest, when he uh, um, applied to a job in Wausau, I didn't really know where it was. And it <laughs> turned out to be like a great fit for him. So nice. he accepted and um, yeah, we were going to move to Wausau. So you hear that I a was... lot where people like say, oh, our job moved you to Wausau. And I had no idea what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I hadn't really been to Wisconsin much before. I'd been to like Madison, but I think that was about it. Um, so yeah, I didn't really know anything about the area. Um, so I was a little apprehensive about moving here, but um, so it took a little while after moving here for me to kind of figure out where I could go, like what places had kids activities. Um, we didn't know anyone in the area either. So that was definitely hard at first. Mm -hmm. But over time, I like figured out which places had cool kids activities and met some really nice people. So I, after a couple of years and after my son was born and I had more free time when he was a little bit older, I was trying to think, hmm, like what, what's something I could do from home um, in my free time that would be like interesting for me um, and also maybe helpful for other people in the area. And um, I, I knew that other big cities had websites where parents could find all sorts of cool mm -hmm. things to do. Like the Twin Cities I'm sure has probably at least four websites like that for parents, but Wausau didn't have one. So right. I took everything I had learned over the past um, like four years of you know finding things on my own and made them into a, a website for parents. <laughs> And had you ever created a website before? Did you have some technology background or was it just, that sounds like it was straight, nope. from, straight from scratch? Yeah, I, I done database work before. So I okay. was pretty, you know, proficient mm -hmm. with computers in that way, but mm -hmm. no, I had never created a website before. So, yep. I, I like learning new things. So that was something that was interesting for me and 
um, was a cool learning experience to figure out how to do that on my own. What was the process like when you, uh, like, how did, how did it go, like, just starting it, you know, the learning, pro learning curve of it, you know, what were some things that happened early on that you were like, either were mistakes or learning experiences? Tell me about that. Yeah, um, I started out just really, like, basic formats. Um, I, like, kind of knew what categories I wanted to have on my website, mm -hmm. but, you know, at the beginning, you it's hard to have it 100% finished when you you launch a website. So right. um, there are definitely some areas where it was pretty bare bones, but I kind of got the structure set before I launched it. I'm a, I'm a um, big I'm a big fan of uh, you know build the ship uh, launch launch the ship and then build it as you're as you're launching it. Like yeah, I, I, exactly. I think I think a lot of people just get like too, you know, whenever you start something like that, it, there's always what you what it looks like a year from now isn't what you start so I think people get yeah. a little too caught up in the idea of like perfection and like oh it has to be perfect from the get-go and it almost never is anyway so it's like best to like get it to kind of a good enough stage and then start like tinkering and building and fixing and um, I, I don't know that's always been been my my approach to those things yeah definitely mm -hmm. um so like I did have a couple things go wrong um there was something wrong with like some programming side of something in my website so it was down for like I think right after I like announced it to the mm -hmm. public it went down for like a day oh, wow <laughs> so I had to to call um like tech support and they had to put in some other sort of code or something so it wouldn't be crashing but yeah that was that was definitely a little stressful at the beginning because I, I was like, like oh here I'm putting this out here and then Oh, oh, not available. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, that's that's got to be disappointing timing. Yeah, but since then, um, whatever they did, mm -hmm. whatever like patch they applied or whatever, it's it's mm -hmm. been fine now. So that was good at least. And you've really grown this thing now. I mean, you got a whole bunch of categories on the sites. Uh, it's it's pretty robust, and it sounds like you have a pretty robust newsletter going too. Yeah. Um. Uh. I definitely have a lot more subscribers. Um, as of late, uh, uh, due to my book that's coming out, I think a lot of people have been drawn to my website um, after hearing about uh, the ABCs of Wausau. I imagine too, it's probably, well, I don't, you know, I guess you might not have been quite long enough to experience this, but I'm guessing there's an element of churn there too, because when people's kids age out, maybe they don't need the, the same activities anymore? Like, have you experienced that where it's kind of like you're going through cycles of parents? Um, a little bit, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of things I put on my website are just like for the, um, some of the like activity guides and events. They're not all just for kids. So That's like true. I'll put some of the bigger events that happen in the area. So I think some people even who have older kids, they'll still check and see what's happening. Like they're not mm -hmm. gonna want more like, the mommy and me sort of activities, but right. uh, the bigger events um, are uh, generally appealing to, to everyone. What's what's something that surprised you about about the site or the the newsletter? You know, do people resonate with something that you didn't expect them to? Or, um, I guess one thing that I found was interesting uh, is that. Uh, I have a page about midwives and doulas, and I have had like a lot of comments from people saying that they really appreciated that resource. Um, mm -hmm. We don't have a, a whole, you know, a very big um, 
selection of midwives in the area, but I think that's something that uh, pregnant women are interested in learning more about. And there wasn't any like resource that had those sorts of people listed. Um, so I've had a lot of people commenting to say that they, they appreciated that page. And how do, uh, how do most people find you? Has it been a lot of word of mouth or do, is it a lot of SEO or kind of a mix of a whole bunch of things? Yeah, it's definitely a mix. Um, I have some really good like page rankings for different search terms. So like if you look up WASA kids activities, um, I'm usually the number one search result for that, nice. um, which is great. And I'd say my seasonal guides um, are something that are really popular with people too. Um, so I think if people are searching for like WASA summer activities for kids or something like that, um, mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of people can find me just through Googling different things, but yeah, I'd say also on Facebook, it's always really cool when other organizations share my content and um, um, yeah, just word of mouth, I think too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, how would you, uh, it's pretty clear that you've grown a lot over the years, but how would you quantify that? Like I know your Facebook page is up to looked like 2100 when I looked. Yeah. Is that, yeah, is that have, your biggest mechanism? Yeah. So I have like 2000 Facebook followers. Um, and then I think in the past, I think in 2021, I had 67,000 um, website views. Wow. Um, and then my revenue from um, advertisers has grown 173% uh, from 2019 to 2021. Oh, wow. I actually just uh, did a entrepreneur um, leadership course through McDevco. Mm -hmm. And I had oh, my nice. pre presentation last night. So <laughs> I uh, had all of those metrics uh, <laughs> ready for my presentation. So that's why I know them all right now. Well, that's, that's some really great timing. I mean, do you, do you feel like you've sort of built a, a new WASA institution? Um think so and I think mm -hmm. uh just this year is the first year I haven't you know had a child at home with me oh. so um for the previous four years I was either you know spending a lot of time with my my son when he was at home um in 2020 I homeschooled both of my kids so mm -hmm. uh and then in 2021 my my son was still um home with me for part of that so uh, this is really the 2022 20, will really be my first year where I've uh, had more time to really devote to the website. So I think it's good to know that, you know, previously this was just kind of something I was doing in my free time. So I'm just right. now kind of starting to have more time to think like, oh, maybe I should partner with, you know, the WASA CVB or, Hmm, how can I work more with the chamber? Uh, right. It's nice to have more time to be more, you know, methodical about how I'm approaching different things. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think that those partnerships could be really useful for you in, in moving forward. And, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit offline about uh, the new the new CVB director, and he's got some pretty exciting ideas in the works. And I, I saw in the Sherpa site, you'd taken advantage of a of that already that's pretty cool yeah yeah it's cool that they um are going to be using that service to have like different um 
like uh, you can like make a, a schedule of different activities that someone can go do, like an yeah, itinerary. Regularly, um, yeah, a little a little adventure set I saw. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. So I've made two already. One I just put all the coolest playgrounds um, as an itinerary. So, mm -hmm. and I'm not sure if anyone would really be able to go to all. I think it's seven that I put on there, all seven okay. of them in one day, but it just gives people an idea of what, like what they look like and which ones would right. be cool to go, go visit. And then the other one I created was um, one where people could go to the 45 by 90 um, geographical marker. Oh yeah, yeah. And then um, go to Stony Acres Farm for pizza. And then there's mm -hmm. this, I think it's called Pumpkin Hollow. It's a little farm that mm -hmm. has sunflowers in the summer and then they sell pumpkins in the fall. So oh. it's a cool little just uh, weekend trip. It would only be like when Stony Acres is open, which I think is summer into like early fall. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of just really cool things to do. And it's fun to right. kind of put them in a package so people know, okay, if you're driving out there, make sure to go do these other things too when mm -hmm. you're in the area. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty neat. I, I now is this uh you know Tim kind of explained it to me, but is 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 this going to be directed from their website? So when people go to their website, it points them to Sherpa and then they can go do the adventures. Is that the idea eventually when they redo that? Yep, I think so. Um, yeah. So I think um the CVB can pull in the events that like relate to their area or itineraries mm -hmm. that relate to their area. Um yeah, and then people could probably select like other ones in the Wassa area and that way they can see what other things would be, you know, good things to do. So what kind of, what kind of feedback are you getting from parents from Wassa Mama? Yeah, um, I've had a lot of positive feedback from people saying that they use my website to, you know, find events for their, their baby when they just had a new, a new baby um, or, you know, once New parents who, you know, are taking out their toddler, I guess. People don't necessarily have a lot of events for babies, but um, yeah, and then some people too who have come into the area maybe to go skiing at Granite Peak or something like that. Um, we're looking for other things to do in the area and just happened across my website and use that to find other fun things to do. Are you a skier? Do you go to Granite Peak? Uh, I'm not a downhill skier, but I'm a cross-country skier. Oh, so nice. Me I too. have done Me too. Yeah, I've done a, a decent amount of skiing at um, Nine Mile this year. Unfortunately, nice. I, I'm not probably going this week due to oh. all the cold weather. <laughs> I know, crazy. Yeah, I got into, uh, I, I've skied for a long time here. But now I've, uh, this year I bought a, a fat bike. So I've been doing snow biking too. Nice. Oh man, is that fun. Yeah, yeah, my husband has a fat bike. So mm -hmm. he likes to do that. Well, I, I like having breaks. <laughs> A little harder to break on the on the skis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's fun. It's like I, I think uh, I really think the area is like really exploding in mountain biking, and I think mountain biking is going to be what we're known for. And so, of course, all the yeah. most of the most of the places then turn into snow biking places in the winter. So I was like, yeah, this is probably the direction it's going. It was nice. I like one one weekend I, I skied one day and I, I snow biked the next day. I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah, yeah. I love it when it's like 20 degrees. I feel like that's perfect for outdoor activities. Like you, you know, you need it to be cold enough for the snow not to be melting, but it's nice for it not to be, you know, like zero or. Yeah. Four. 
Well, one thing I, I got recently that helps a lot is I got these like thermal liners for my gloves. Oh, nice. And they're like supposed to be, ref uh, they're supposed to reflect, uh, uh, what's the word, the infrared waves or whatever. So it's like, but they, I, I don't know if, I don't, I don't understand the science behind it entirely, but it seems to work. Like we were out in last weekend, we went out to Prairie Dells up north nice. and, uh, it was like five degrees and I, you know, I had to do the armpit trick to warm up my hands once, but then once I did that, it was fine the whole rest of the trip. So it was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Big fan of, big fan of those. Uh, so yeah, I guess uh, we should get into the book. Tell me about how the book came about and uh, tell me all about it. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of just uh, going through my kids' books that are uh, city specific ABC books and we like to travel so we have a lot of just like books about different places. Um, and I was thinking about how cool these books were. I, you can mm -hmm. learn your ABCs. You can learn something new about the area. Mm -hmm. If it was a trip you took, then you have something to remember it by. And I thought like, huh, well, mm -hmm. why, why not have one for Wausau? I feel like yeah. I've from doing my website for four years, I know that the area has a lot of things to do, um, a lot of cool historical buildings. And I just thought, hmm, I, I think I'll look into this. I'll, I'll see if I could maybe, you know, write, write and create a book. So it was uh, definitely a big learning yeah, curve I was going to say famous last words, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've written a couple. Uh, I've, I've written a couple uh, fiction books uh, that are up on Amazon, and man, are they! It's it's a marathon, and then and then when you get to the end of the marathon, then you have to market the thing, and that's a whole starting a whole nother marathon. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah. I think some people. I think I even was surprised by that. Like, oh yeah, you can't just like be like, oh now I have a book. People are just gonna necessarily find you magically. You have to. Right. Make sure people know that it's available. But you did something. Um, you did something inadvertently right. Is that you built an audience first? So you have yes. you, you have like an audience to you know start and build and to put it in front of, and that's a very powerful thing. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. People who are followers of my website and you know follow me on Facebook, they're people who are interested in things to do in the area, and they're local, mm -hmm. and that's who my book would appeal to. So yeah, you're right. It, it was really pretty seamless to both have the knowledge from creating my website already and to have an audience of people who are receptive to the topic of my book. Yeah. Well, can, you, can you talk a little bit about what it's, what it's all about and what people can sure. expect from it? Yeah, so I actually have a copy here that I can show. There it is. Um, the ABCs so yeah, of Wausau. It turned out really, really nicely. I'm very impressed with how it it's, it looks really high quality, which was very important to me. So here's the, the full cover. Oh, look at that. There we go. Got Jessica Kopecki's um, cool mural here on the back. And then, so towards the be one of the first pages is this really cool map. So that was created by um, Crystal, Parker. Make sure I got her name right. Yes, I did. And I've got my little dedication page and first part of my title there. 
And then it just goes through um, with a spread for each letter of the alphabet. So um, like the big letters and text. And then I have a little like, do you know and tip um, section on each page too. Wow, look at that. And then I, um, yeah, I tried to do like bright, fun colors. Just another page. Look at that. So that it goes the really tower nice. and then goes to the Eau Claire County Park. That turned out really well. Yeah, yeah, I think it really did. Um, and I got uh, my sponsors for my book too at the end. So these organizations, um, they got their name in the book, but then they also are donating copies to local kids. So oh, wow. some of the organizations are just using them at their own organization if they're a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. um, and then otherwise they're going to local kids. Oh, that's really so I'll neat. be doing those disbursements um, sometime soon, dropping off all the copies that were donated. Wow. How did you, uh, did, did you go through Amazon for that? Or how did you have that printed? How, tell me about that. Yeah, so it definitely, I feel like takes a long time to figure out who to print with. Um, mm -hmm. That's one of the trickier things if you're doing um, like independent publishing. Yeah. So I created my own publishing company. And then oh, wow. I, so it's called Cloudy Books Press. Mm -hmm. And I was initially just trying to figure out, is it going to be feasible to print this myself? Um, some printing companies, the price of the book that the author pays sometimes is so high that you almost can't make a profit on right. the printing, yeah. which if that was going to be the case, then um, you know, I, I, was, I was hoping that wouldn't be the case because you don't want to find out you're putting all this work into a product and then, you know, you're basically losing money when you sell it. Exactly. Um, so I was at first thinking maybe I would have to print in China. I know a lot of other authors um, in some Facebook groups that I'm in um, print in China because it is a lower cost for printing, but then shipping sometimes normally can take probably at least a month. Mm -hmm. um, you have to have your books come over on like a cargo cargo container on a ship and yeah. that just takes a while. Yeah, um, a month at least. Like yeah, I've, I've heard some horror stories about uh, yeah, actually books specifically and how long they take from China. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And I think due to COVID and just, you know, all the difficulties with supply chains, I think some mm -hmm. authors experience waits of like three months. Um, oh, to actually receive their books. Oh yeah, if I can go on a tangent for a second, like how sure. did I was going to ask and I totally forgot. How did uh, COVID impact Wasa Mama? Did it bring more people to your site or fewer or didn't? Um, none of the above. Yeah, I'd say it definitely decreased my viewership. Um, like my views in 2020 were definitely lower. Um, but that didn't, didn't really have events to point people towards. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it was a whole combination of things. So there were fewer events. Um, like organizations weren't creating the event, the events. They weren't, you know, wanting to advertise on my website. They, yeah. um, some of them were discouraging people at least at first from, you know, going out and doing things. Yeah. Um, and then also I was. Yeah, I experienced I was, that with the podcast too. It was like uh, I, I just started like picking up sponsors 
and then like COVID hit and I'm like, they're all shut down. And, you know, yeah. I just, I just reached out. I was proactive. I just reached out to him and I said, look, guys, you guys aren't open. I'm not going to like hold you to this. Like, like you guys can come back when, you know, things are normal again, whenever that is. And yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it was around the summer of 2020 where I had the first one came back and said, Hey, you know, we're starting to open back up again. We're doing outdoor stuff and we want to come be a spot, you know, be a sponsor again. And, it's cool because like, you know, it does cost money to put on the podcast. Uh, the hosting isn't free. I think I pay like 16 bucks a month for that. And, you know, I buy some equipment here and there, but uh, now, now I've got my three and, uh, you know, sometime, sometime soon I might add one or two more, but, but yeah, it sounds like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you continue. Sorry. About that. <laughs> you know, oh, no. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. It's interesting to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ways that other businesses were impacted or how they mm-hmm. pivoted or, um yeah all of that is really interesting I think um and then that year I was also homeschooling both of my kids so I I just had less free time myself to you know dedicate to my website um it's probably a hard decision for you to decide like well how much do I want to like tell people to go out and do things I don't know if this is you know I think we take it for granted now but like there's so much we didn't know back then especially when it first started I mean yeah, you know, my day job is at City Pages, and we just like, <laughs> you know, the um, God, like we were having like eight page papers, and I was like, oh, this is we've never seen this before. I don't know what we're gonna do here. Yeah, yeah, I definitely was not pushing events at first, and I mm-hmm. think a lot of other places just weren't even having them or were canceling them. So, um, yeah, but then you know later on, it was like, well, I'll start putting them back on my website and. People can make their own decision about right. whether or not they want to go. And um, yeah, I think that's just the best way to go about it right now is just offer the information and then people can make their own decision about whether they feel comfortable going to an event or not. Yeah, I think I think that's probably the best. And that's kind of how we handled it, too. It's like, well, we'll just put it out there, you know, we'll give people a warning. And oddly, oddly enough, I've been having to put a warning in again just to say like hey make sure you double check before you go because some of these are getting yeah. canceled at the last minute uh I had a couple band uh listings that I had to like remove I had it all written up and it was like on deadline day and I went to oh, double no. check double check dates and I'm like canceled I'm like ah crap and I had to quick write something else and yeah. put it in its place <laughs> so yeah, it's it it, funny that yeah, that's coming just... back again not just like necessarily the organization, you know, shutting things down. Sometimes it's, right. if it's a band and a band member, you know, gets COVID, then they're going to cancel their show. So yeah, that, that's what happened with one of yeah. them. Like five of the six members were basically sick. You know, it's the same as if they got the flu or something. They're just yep. like, yep, well, we can't play because we don't have any, <laughs> any band members left. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a lot. Yeah. Definitely is good advice to, to check almost anything right now before you go. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, you don't want to, drive somewhere or um, plan to go to something and then you know exactly. get there and realize oh why are they not here I want to finish with that printing story though because I, I found that interesting when I had because I, I, I looked at I, I published my first uh, novel back in uh, 2014 and the printing side like it just didn't look like Amazon I don't know if they had the print version out yet I think that came later I think it was a separate service that I think they bought and like incorporated into if I remember right I could be wrong about that um and it was like there was a lot of technical stuff you needed to know about like how to how to take your art and put it on the cover and they they didn't make it very 
they didn't make it very easy at the time. I don't know. I think they might have they might have made it like more user friendly now. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, well, yeah, probably like, improved. But yeah, yeah. I so I I was you know thinking originally that I was maybe going to print in China, and then I I really wanted it. My goal was to ideally print in Wisconsin, but that didn't end up panning out. But right. my book is printed in the U.S. Um, I used um, Jostens actually. Jostens, so you okay. may know of them more from like graduation rings and oh. maybe like uh, yearbooks but hmm. uh, I found out from another author that they actually also use the printing presses for just independent books so they turned out to be a really great option and um, yeah they produced a really high quality book so I, I was very pleased with hmm. with uh, how it worked out. Is, is it print only are you planning to have a is there a Kindle edition? I do have a Kindle edition. Um, It's actually up on Amazon right now. It's listed as a pre-order. So um, people could pre-order it. And I think it officially like opens up on Sunday. Oh, nice. Nice. So yeah, it's Mm. uh, anyone wants to look it up. It's on on Amazon. So so Friday, the book is today as we record this, the book is available to newsletter folks. Uh, Saturday, Saturday, the print version is available to everybody. And then on Sunday is when it opens up in Kindle too. Yep. And I'll probably do like a free promotion at some point um, with the, the ebook as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of authors do that. It's kind of a incentive to hope that more people will read it. Um, and if they like it, then they hopefully will purchase the hardcover copy. And that oh, also yeah. kind of maybe provides a bit more of an incentive for people to leave, leave reviews as well. Yeah. Yeah, I did some of that when I when I started my novel. Like, it's it's kind of surprising because you think like I got to give this thing away. Like, I spent all this work and I put all this work into it, but like then then when it goes when it turns back on to paid, like it actually your sales go up. It's kind of it's kind of wild. It didn't yeah. do, it didn't do it every time I did it, but it definitely did it the first time I did it. Yep. Yeah, it's a lot of just trying to figure out how the system works. Like, you need to mm-hmm. get that that traffic to then have Amazon think that your book is worth showing to people. It's kind of a tricky, tricky game you have to play to. uh, It's like, it's like a (laughs) three-legged stool and it's like hard to find out which one you have to start with. It's kind of, but the free one is sort of a, it's, it's sort of a pathway into that three-legged stool of like getting reviews, uh, getting traffic and getting, um, selling, selling books. Yes. And yeah, it was hard. It was it was hard. Uh, I, I've heard now, and this they didn't have this back when I published these, but I've heard now that Amazon ads are pretty effective. I haven't tried them out. I was going to see if I could ever if I could ever find the time to finish book number three. That's the mm-hmm. other thing on on the fiction side. It's like you have to if you want to sell books, like you pretty much have to have at least one finished series, and then the 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 framework is you sell the first one for either free. Which you, by the way, to do that, you have to gain the system because you have to have it available. So unless they change it, this could all be, this is all old information. Back then you had to, you, you know, if you wanted to list it for free, you had to put it for free somewhere else and have Amazon's like, you know, AI or bots or whatever, pick up that it's free somewhere else and then match it. Like you couldn't just make it free. It wouldn't let you. Oh, interesting. You could mark it down to 99, but that's the lowest they let you go, 99 cents. So, mm. and then, so you either have a, you have like the first one free or 99 cents and that's kind of like your lead magnet 
because like no one knows who you are it's like well i guess i can download a free book and then maybe they check it out and go oh, actually this is really good okay now i want to buy the other ones and then they'll pay like you know for any for like an unknown author for fiction ebook you know probably 3.99 or 4.99 yeah and then uh so the, so the, it's like you have to have this whole series and and it got exhausting yeah I was like, I don't know, this is a lot. I just started, started thinking about the time and ROI and I'm like, well, there's other things I want to do. I'm going to put my time into that and maybe maybe down the road somewhere I'll finish the book and got some other ideas for for series and stuff. But I, I found, yeah, with uh, with nonfiction or, you know, something like what you're doing, I think it's a whole different ball game. And I, I'd be curious to hear, uh, uh, I'd love to get like a follow-up of how it went too, because I think that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah it'll be exciting to see yeah, whether people are more drawn to the the ebook or you know the hardcover book um one thing i'll say in your favor for sure is like when i published it everyone's like when's when's the print version coming out i want that and yeah. the, the other thing i encountered is like people thought you had to have an actual like kindle device oh like, i didn't realize you could get the kindle app for like pretty much every electronic device that exists um but like people didn't know that so they always thought like they'd say oh kindle i don't have a kindle i can't get it uh so yeah. i ran into that a lot so having the print version i know a lot of people were asking me about the print version because they just like the idea of like having an actual physical copy of like oh i know this guy cool you know yeah the, the the kindle version just wasn't as exciting to them so i think i think that's a big leg, leg up in your favor for sure yeah and my yeah i, I like i think the ebook will be nice for some people especially if they're wanting to maybe use that to go out and look at things maybe that would be easier to bring around oh yeah um but yeah I think it's just so fun to to hold the book and to you know see all the colors and everything yeah I just think it's so much more appealing to have a hardcover book yeah, especially when it's a, like a local creator, you can say, hey, I've been following this website for like three or four years, and now there's an actual physical book. And I, yeah, I people just like to have that as almost like a, like a symbol or like, a, hey, this is, you know, it's, it's, it's like a little like token of I, this is I follow this person. And now I've like supported them. And I have this in my, in my possession. And also, looks yeah. like a, also, you know, it looks like a really useful book. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and it's, it'll also be available at Yankee Bookstore. Um, so that's really cool that oh, nice. they're going to carry my book. Um, and then they, I might yeah. also... Yeah, I was going to say, they've, they've been really supportive of local authors. Uh, yes. my, my friend, Chris Kerboff, they've been carrying his book. And uh, I think he makes, I think he told me he actually makes less on selling it through Yankee than he does if they buy it through Amazon. But he wants everyone to buy it through Yankee because he wants to support local bookstores and yeah it's a good book it's a good book I think he did a great job on it yeah it's it's cool to to you know I, as far as I know my book is the first children's book about the area so um yeah it'll be cool if they you know have their other like Wisconsin and Wausau books um and then mine can be the the children's book for everyone who's interested in things about Wausau yeah for sure I think that's super cool and like I said I, just, I can't wait to hear how it how it goes yeah yeah um and then yeah it'll be interesting to try to you know maybe do some sort of book signings or other events oh, yeah. um, book readings um I still have to reach out to some organizations to see if that will be possible either you know around this time or maybe moving more into the spring do you get do you get recognized when you're out and about in the community or people like hey that's awesome mama 
Um, occasionally, yeah. Um, I've been to a couple of places. I I did an interview um about my book right after I announced that I was writing it. And so after that aired on channel seven, um, I had a couple people come up to me and say, Hey, I think I just saw you on TV. And I was <laughs> nice. like, Oh, yep, yep, that's me. Hi. <laughs> that's awesome. How did yeah. that, that feel? Yeah, it was it was cool. I mean, feel like a little celebrity a little bit. It, yeah, yeah, it hasn't happened a whole lot, but yeah, there were a couple of places I went where people had just watched the the interview and then um, saw me in person and recognized me, so it was kind of funny. Maybe it'll happen more now that you uh, now that you have the book out. Yeah, I, yeah, probably. Yeah, that will be neat. Did you get Did you get like nervous for putting in the book out, or you just like cool or doing it? This is exciting. Um, yeah, it definitely is a bit nerve wracking. Um. I, I mean, I, I had a, a good variety of people look at the book, so I, I wanted to make sure that there weren't any, you know, errors or anything like that. But mm -hmm. still, I mean, a lot of the places in my book are, you know, institutions, they're people, they're places that people have strong opinions about. And um, so I, I, yeah, it is still, it is nerve wracking, especially to ask people who work at these sorts of organizations in my book to provide a review. Um, oh, and thankfully, yeah. so far, I've had good feedback from the people that I've um, asked to review my book. So, nice, yeah, it's nerve-wracking nice. nerve to, like, put it out there and ask for um, people's opinions. But, uh, yeah, everyone's been really complimentary so far. And the, the feedback I've received has been, um, like, really good for, like, uh, if I kind of put out an, another edition, like, I'm sure things will change in the area. Um, yeah. over time so I would definitely be open to like changing some things or adding in new places as the community grows yeah that's actually what's one nice thing about your book is like you can keep updating it yeah new, newer editions and stuff and yeah it can be like a collector's thing for for folks in the area that want to have each one and otherwise there's always an incentive just to pick up the new one so it's updated yeah, yeah. So it probably wouldn't be like an every year update sort of a thing, but yeah, mm -hmm. I could I could see Maybe definitely five years or so. Yeah, then, five years like down that. the road. I'm sure there will be new places that um you know deserve to be in the book. So yeah, it's a it's a great idea. I'm really excited about to, to see how it all goes. Um so if like the average Joe Schmo wants to wants to buy the book, like is, is Yankees their best option? Yeah, definitely. Um I'll be dropping my books off at Yankee on Monday um so uh yeah they can stop there after uh, on monday or later um and then also uh my website for ordering the book is the abcs of wasa.com oh cool okay so they can do it they can do it that way too if they want to have it shipped to their house and then yep. amazon if they want the ebook version it sounds like yep exactly okay awesome and the site is wasamama.com make sure i got that right yes yeah, so make sure to check her out. Anything, uh, anything that you'd want to leave folks with? Um, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, this was this was great to to chat with you. Yeah, it was really fun having you on, uh, and I've been following you for a while, so it's cool to it's cool to see. How, like I, the timing was, you know, I just I just randomly I didn't know about the book. I just randomly thought, hey, you know what? I should I should have Wasa Mama. I haven't had her on yet, so I'm like. So I reached out and then you like, you talked about the book. I'm like, well, great. Perfect. Perfect timing. <laughs> you must so. have like had some premonition or something. Uh. Yeah. ESP, I think. 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. It was great having you on. And uh, as always, I, I always have my guests say, keep it awesome. So keep it awesome, awesome, Mama. I will keep it awesome. That was a great, <laughs> that was the best, that was the best one. Yeah. Keep it awesome. Awesome mama. I like that. That's <laughs> cool. Hey, you guys, you guys keep it awesome out there too. And we will see you next time. <laughs>